Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the JMSN Sportscast. I'm your host, Jack Martin, here with James Ferrante. Hello. And this episode, we're going to be talking Mets and Yankees free agency, uh, MLB rule changes, and the NFL playoffs. Um, Let's get it started. All right, let's get started. Uh, MLB free agency, Yankees and Mets moves so far this offseason. Starting us off, Justin Verlander signing with the Mets. Two years, $86 million. James, what do you think about this deal? That is too much for a 40-year-old MLB pitcher. Even though he's been good, that's way too much. Well, I mean, Max Scherzer signed, what, $43 million, $40 million a year? Uh, and he's been great for us. He was injured a little, but with Justin Verlander, besides his Tommy John, he's not gotten injured that much. And he won the Cy Young last year. He's a great pitcher. But he's 40 years old, and if he does get hurt, it's probably going to last the rest of that contract. That's not necessarily true. You could, it could just, like, if he gets hurt, it might be just like a bone bruise or something. I don't know. And it's like two weeks, you're out and you're back in. And for a pitcher, a starting pitcher, that's only, what, two starts? Maybe three if you're like, if it's a weird schedule. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a great deal, but I'm a Mets fan. James is a Yankees fan, so we have two conflicting perspectives. All right, next up, um, Aaron Judge from the Yankees uh, re-signing nine years, $360 million. That is just amazing because Aaron Judge, the MVP of last year, hopefully he's going to do the same thing. But... (laughs) I mean, I think it's an awful deal just because, I mean, what was it? How many homers did he hit? 63? 2? 2. 62 home runs. It's going to happen once in a lifetime. I mean, it's happened three or four times in MLB history, he's not going to do that again. And I would agree, if he does that again, he should be getting $40 million a year as a position player. But the chances of that happening is not very high. And nine years for an injury-prone 30- or 31-year-old outfielder is too much money. And, I mean, he should... To be fair, he bet on himself, and he did well, really well this season. Like, history was made. But I still think it's too much money. So it wasn't too much money for Justin Verlander? No, because he is a legitimate player. Like, Judge... Judge isn't? Well, Judge has been in the league for five years. He had two good seasons. One his rookie year and one uh, this past year. Justin Verlander, besides when he had Tommy John and he was out for the whole year, he was... A very good pitcher every single year. Like I don't, I don't know how long he's played, but it's a long time. I mean, Judge has been good every year he's played, unless he's been hurt. Yeah, and that's where it comes in. Nine years for a guy guaranteed three hundred sixty million for a guy who was hurt a ton. But that's different than Verlander because when he gets older, he's just gonna be like the DH, which is easier because old Verlander's just gonna be like pitching. Every, or you guys are going to want to pitch him a lot 
because you have no one else because DeGrom just um, left. I disagree with that. And speaking of DeGrom, DeGrom signing with the Rangers, five years, $185 million. I'm a little mad, um, but I'm a Mets fan, so... I just think it's an insane amount of money for a pitcher who hasn't pitched the past two years, pretty much. Like, he's been hurt. But he did He did pretty decent in the beginning. He just ended it off not too good. Yeah, he, he was great. 2018-2019, best pitcher in the league. But recently, he's been really injured. And I don't know what 185-5 is, but that's a ton of money a year for a player who, like, barely pitched last year. Alright, uh, moving on, Kodai Senga to the Mets. A risky move, but I think a great one. He's a great pitcher. He's a nasty splitter. They call it, like, the ghost fork. And, or the fork ghost, something like that. <laughs> and, I, I don't know, I think it's a great move. They need starting pitching, and they got it. James, what do you think? Um, I have no clue what that means, but... It's just like a type of pitch. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so moving on from Kodai Senga um, to Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo, Mets secured him a great deal. He's a great um, outfielder, great defense, high on base percentage. Overall, I think it's a great deal by the Mets. James, what do you think? Okay, so James is having a little trouble not laughing right now. Um, I think just overall, Brandon Nimmo, lock him up for a long time. He's a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. Um, just a great overall player and a great move by the Mets. Moving on to um, Jeff McNeil. Mets recently signed him to a four-year, $50 million extension. For a player who has just won the batting title, Getting him for $12.5 million a year is just <laughs> incredible. Uh, James is still having some trouble with the laughter. Um, but um, he would say it's not a good deal. I don't know why. James, what do you think? Um. <laughs> okay. Um, so Jeff McNeil, great addition for the Mets. He's a great defender, too. And he's also a fan favorite. Everyone loves Jeff McNeil. The flying squirrel, people call him. Um, yeah, four years, 50 million. It's still crazy how Nemo got way more than him. And I'd say they're about equal skill level. But um, McNeil, just a great deal. Um, moving on to Edwin Diaz. The Mets locked him up early in the season. Five years, 102 million. A record deal for a relief pitcher ever in MLB history. James, what do you think about this deal? Um, <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, he is he did pretty good that uh, last year. But hopefully Clay Holmes can do better than him this year. Because uh, when he got hurt, he just totally shut down. Yeah, um, Clay Holmes... I don't think he's a great pitcher. I mean, like, he's good. He did. He's a solid player. He was better than him, Diaz, in the beginning of the year. And then no. No just, way. Yeah, he was. You could look at the stats. And then he just, midway through the year, he just, I don't even know, like, forgot how to play baseball. Also, for the New York fan base, a couple of these moves are incredible. Like, Edwin Diaz, Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, 
be like them besides Alonzo and Lindor are probably the most liked um, out of this whole team. And to lock them up on extensions or new deals for long term, it's incredible. Like Timmy Trumpet, um, just like it's it's a great intro for Edwin Diaz, and everyone loves him because of it. And he's also an amazing pitcher. So like. I think he's a fan favorite, and it was a great deal for Steve Cohen to lock him up. By the way, Steve Cohen, he, I don't know how much, I don't know how he has that much money, but we'll yeah, take it. He is, much. he's such an incredible owner. I mean, he just spends. Too much money. No. And if, if the Mets need him, they, who you gotta call? Uncle Steve. It, he's just like an incredible an incredible owner because he listens to what his fans want and what is best for the team, and he makes the right decisions. And yeah, just a how do you great make the right decisions yet? You don't, but like, so what if they're all the people he signed for a lot do not like don't do good? Then you guys wasted way too much money, and you almost also got Correa, which was the the whole Correa fiasco was an interesting one. I'm personally I'm glad that he did not sign with the Mets just because it was causing way too much drama and we have a really good lineup already and I would rather a couple key bats rather than one big bat for way more money. Um up next, Anthony Rizzo. Uh Yankees locked him up earlier in the season, 2 years like 40 million dollars. To me, it's a little expensive for a, like, what is he, 36-year-old guy? Justin Verlander is 40 years old, and he gets $43 million a year. Yeah, but he's also a really good player that does not really Rizzo get injured. did really good last year. He did all right. I In think it's, a, year, it's like not as player. bad as a, as a deal as, like, the judge one is, but... um. Still, he did not do great last season. He's injury prone. And, like, I don't know. It's just the Yankees should have spent their money on a different piece. Or, like, locked up Benintendi, uh, who signed with the White Sox. Um, yeah, Benintendi was doing good. Yeah, I just think they could have gotten him for a little less and spent a little more money else- elsewhere. Um... Another acquisition by the Mets, Jose Quintana. I think this is a great move. He, the Mets needed starting pitching. They didn't need anyone to, like, didn't really need a big name. They just needed a couple key starters. They could get him, like, five or six solid innings at every time they came out. And a two-year, $26 million deal for a pitcher who is old, but he's proved himself to be good in the league, I think is a good deal. Um... Finally, to end it all, uh, let me just mention, the Mets have had way more acquisitions in the offseason. The Yankees have not really done anything. They locked up Rizzo, they got Judge, and they got Rodon. Otherwise, they haven't done anything. The Mets got Verlander, Senga, Nimmo, McNeil, Edwin Diaz, and Jose Quintana, along with Omar Narvaez and a couple other key players. So I think the Mets clearly had a better offseason than the Yankees. But clearly spent way more money, and the Yankees played it more safe. Maybe they're not aiming for this 
year or next year to be a good year, but hopefully in the future it will be better because they're not spending all their money like Steve Cohen. Yeah, well, the Mets are a win-now team. They're yes. not like a win in four or five years. win later, they're not going to be good at all. Yeah, they're not going to be great, but... Well, they'll still have those key players if they locked up for um, long extensions. But they're not going to have that much money later on if you keep spending this much. Not necessarily, because Steve Cohen's going to make money off the team. But Maybe not he make... He'll get money back, which he'll be able to then put forward into the team. Um, finally, Carlos Rodon, um, an off-season acquisition. He played last year with the Giants, um, or at least half of last year. He did really good. Yeah, he he was all right. Um, he was a little above average, but he he was he didn't he, live up to his expectations. Hopefully, he will with the Yankees though, because they yeah. have another left-handed pitcher. Six years, one hundred sixty-two million dollars. Personally, for a guy who did not play up to expectations, it's a little too much. But I've said that with pretty much every deal the Yankees have made this offseason, so I can't be too biased. I think it's an okay deal, especially when I think he was looking for more but ended up selling for that. Um, so I think that was a great move, and that'll about do it for this segment. Uh, let's get into the next one. Let's get started with the 2023 NFL playoffs. Uh, up first, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the um, Los Angeles Chargers. It, a crazy game, James. I mean... That was... I, I quit watching in the after the first half because I knew they were... Or I thought they were going to lose at least. And then they just... I don't even know what happened. And then my brother comes upstairs and he's like... The Jaguars won. I was like... It was pretty non-believable, but I searched it up, and it was true. Yeah, I mean, they were down 27 nothing, and Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars just pushed through, and they got the win. It was just a crazy finish and crazy game overall. All right, moving on, uh, Ravens-Bengals. Um, James, what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, I kind of assumed the Bengals were going to win it, but, uh, the Ravens weren't playing that good, I guess. Lamar Jackson was not too great in the regular season, but, um, yeah, they just... (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... When you don't have Lamar Jackson and you're playing with your backup, it's just too tough to face Joe Burrow and the Bengals and go out there and win, especially at a tough Bengals stadium where, I mean, the fans are wild, and after, like, especially after their playoff run last year. Um, it was kind of a boring game, not going to lie. It was, t- towards the end, it was really interesting, but... It was just a bunch of running the ball, and the Ravens did not do well with turnovers. There was the play at the goal line. The, it, the defender just smacked it right out of Tyler Hunt, Huntley's hands, and they ran all the way for the touchdown. So overall, not a great game. It was ended up being close, but not a great game for the Ravens. 
All right, now to the Bills Dolphins game. I mean, this was not that. I mean, we all know knew that the Bill were, Bills were gonna win this, but Dolphins had a pretty good season. I mean, Tua getting hurt. He's still in the concussion protocol after over a month. That's just wild. Um, but with your third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson starting against the Bills defense, it's just not. It's just not going to happen. It was a very close game, though. Skylar Thompson did do very well for the Dolphins. The and ton of turnovers by Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not great after his injury earlier in the season. Um, but it it ended up just being too much for the Dolphins. Also, Demar Hamlin, um, a yes. crazy wild experience. Hopefully, Not a good I mean, one, but hopefully he recovers and is maybe doing he'll fun. be back. Yeah, um, I think that's what them what pushed them through that game though. Like it, they persevered and um, they got through it. All right, moving on. Monday Night Football. Cowboys, Buccaneers. James, what do you think? Um, I was hoping, hoping the Buccaneers would win this, but Tom Brady is getting a little too old. The Cowboys were just pretty good this season and in this game, but the Buccaneers disappointed me. Yeah, um, Tom Brady, at this point, he should just retire. He's too old. He's not great He's anymore. He's because of this. Yeah. Like, you, you ended off, you should have ended off on a good note and just left. Um, but he wanted more, and it's not really happening for him. Now his life is not doing too good. Also, we should mention um, Brett Maher missing four um, Oof, points after touchdowns or whatever you call PATs. Um, yeah, it's just really, I feel bad for him just because, like, you should be able to make those as an NFL kicker. But it's still a little embarrassing that you just missed four of them. Uh, moving on, Giants-Vikings. An incredible game. James, what do you think? Um, I am a Giants fan, so I was happy with the outcome. I don't like the Vikings. I mean, I kind of like Justin Jefferson, but like everyone does, I feel like. But that was a good game, and the Giants pulled out with the win. Yeah, I mean, incredible game. Giants played the best I've seen them in the past, like, two or three years. Um, against a tough Vikings team. Like, they have a really good defense. But Daniel Jones, incredible. Saquon had an incredible game, too. Um, just great overall. Great finish, too. Um, just a great game. Now, the opener... Of the NFL playoffs, Seahawks Niners, um, Niners. It wasn't close. Like it, yeah. the Seahawks had a one point lead going into half, but after this, like in third quarter, after third quarter, the R- L- Niners uh, had complete control over the game. Seahawks had no chance. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of rooting for the Seahawks, but I didn't really. I mean, I I thought that they were gonna win. At half, but then they just blew it. Yeah, the Niners' defense is top tier in the league, and Seahawks do not have a great offense. So, overall, I think a great um, 
easy win by the Niners, but it's still good that they were able to go through that Seahawks team and move on. All right, now to the divisional round. Jaguars, Chiefs. Um, crazy game. We all wanted the Jaguars to win. Yeah. But we knew it wasn't going to happen. The Chiefs are just a lot better than the Jaguars. Yeah, the Chiefs offense is just too more too much for the Jaguars defense. Patrick Mahomes did get hurt though, which could affect his game uh tonight actually against the Bengals, but um yeah, it was it was close for a while, but then the Chiefs just pulled out. I'm hoping the Bengals would are going to win tonight against the Chiefs, which uh Patrick Mahomes gives them even though he did come out and play a lot better one after he did he got hurt and it looked like he was it looked like he was okay um now uh the bills versus the Bengals. yeah i mean personally i was rooting for the bills to get the win but the too many josh allen did not play well too many turnovers and the Bengals played really well. Joe Burrow on the, in the offense just carried through, pushed through, and they they got the win. All right, uh, Eagles Giants was not really a contest through the entire game. We all knew that the Eagles would take it. But yeah, if Jalen Hurts was not healthy, then the Giants had a legitimate chance. But with Jalen Hurts, for the most part, was healthy, and the Giants had no chance. Yeah. Uh. Cowboys versus 49ers. Um, I was rooting for the 49ers. But it was close. But the 49ers pulled out with it. And the Cowboys thankfully lost. I mean, Dak Prescott did not have a great game. Yeah. So had a couple turnovers. And Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, which means the last pick in the NFL draft. He is incredible. I mean, you come in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the season, at the end of the season, while they're making a playoff push, and you win every single game you start. Brock Purdy has not um, lost as of today. So, I think he's just done an incredible job, and we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, predictions for the AFC and NFC championship. Bill Bengals, Chiefs. James, what do you think? I am thinking the Bengals, with all their hype, I think they're gonna pull away with it. I'm. Uh, what's this? What's your score prediction? Uh, twenty-eight to twenty-four. All right. Um, I agree with him. I think, um, Joe Burrow coming into Burrowhead. Um, will do great. Burrowhead, uh, Arrowhead is the name of the Chiefs Stadium, and uh, uh, this week players have been commenting about um, how it will become Burrowhead because jo- Joe Burrow's won every single game he started there. Um, Joe Burrow, he's become a top three quarterback in the league. He's just been incredible, and I think Bengals win twenty seven twenty. All right, Niners Eagles predictions. James, what do you think? Um, I'm hoping the Niners will win, but Eagles are just 
better than Melman. With Jalen Hurts playing, I don't think the 49ers stand a chance. I I was also hoping uh, 49ers would win. But with Jalen Hurts playing at the level he's playing, the 49ers have... They need to have, like, really good um, defense. And Brock Purdy needs to be amazing for them to win. Uh, I think Eagles win 31-21. All right, that's it for this segment. Um, Moving on. And moving into our final segment of the episode, MLB rule changes. Now, for 2023... Couple notable rule changes that um, so there's the defensive shift, the pitch timer, and bigger bases. First off, the defensive shift. Um, James, what do you think about this rule? I personally hate the shift, but like I would hate playing in it because all the other player has to do is wait for a pitch to drive down the opposite like line. And that's a free double, and if they're fast, maybe even a triple. But if your player, if like you're rooting for a team and it goes well for you, you don't like mind it. But or if your team, like they're facing someone, they ground into your shift. But I don't like the shift, and I like this rule. I personally agree with you. Um, the shift. I mean, it could be easy for other players to... Like, if you're a lefty and the shift's on, you can just bunt down the third base line and you got an automatic hit. I just think people are taking too much of an advantage on, like, the rules, like, the original rules. That's why I think it was changed. Um, And I think, at least now, people think baseball can be boring. And when you don't have offense because of the shift it will be boring it'll just be one nothing games five nothing or five four games it's just not very high scoring and i think the shift kind of not having the shift will increase not only like the player's happiness but also the fans happiness so overall i think mlb it's a great move by them yeah and uh i think it should be recognized uh, moving on, the pitch timer. Um, I like this, because um, sometimes pitchers take a while, just like walking around the mound for whatever reason, maybe to throw off the batter, and it wastes a lot of time in the game. So I like this rule. Like, as... So apparently this rule is yeah, you have 30 seconds to pitch the ball, um, like if, and if you don't, it's an automatic ball. I believe. Um, and if the hitter doesn't step in the box in time, it's an automatic strike against them. Now, there are different... It's different if there's, like, um, runners on base or maybe different scenarios. But I think if there's nobody on or just normal, then it's 30 seconds. Um, I think people thought the game of baseball was taking way too long. And, I mean, it's three hours... To play nine innings, that's three innings is an hour. Just that's just a lot, and um, people are probably gonna watch a couple innings and then be bored and go do something else. 
So again, I think another great move to get the um, game moving along quickly. And yeah, I just MLB, good job on that rule. Um, final major change is the bigger bases. So the bases will become a little bigger. So there's more stealing opportunities. And also at first base, if because sometimes if you're running and you're first baseman, you get your ankle accidentally gets stepped on, and rolling your ankle like that could hurt, could be really devastating. Um, so it's to protect that along with protecting um, the runner because they could just step on your foot, twist their own ankle, and fall. Um, and stealing more bases bases will become better for the fans too, like. I think the majority of these um, roles are not only for the players, but for the fans to become, like, more engaged with the game. Uh, James, what do you think? Um, I think this is a pretty good rule, but, I mean, it's not going to be much of a difference besides, like, yeah, like, injuries. And the pitchers will get there more efficient because they won't have to worry worry about, like, where they step on the base. And same with the batters. Because they don't want to, like, twist their own ankle. Yeah. Um, overall, great moves by MLB. Um, James, do you have any last comments? Nope. All right. So that'll about wrap it up for the MLB rule changes. And we're done. That wraps it up for the JMSN Sportscast. I'm your host, Jack Martin, here with James Ferrante. And we'll see you next time.